Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk, a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm Blair Beavers, and here's your host, Leanne Sims. Genevieve J, welcome to the podcast. Actually, it's Genevieve Johnson, but it is. It is. We're going to change your name tonight, Genevieve J. Soon to be legal. I don't know when. (laughs) Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. And I got to tell you, I've been to Rue. It's amazing. The food is the shit. I printed out the cocktail menu because I thought it was so cool, and I want to. I want to read a little bit of it. I'm going to let you read the. The intro because there are big words that I don't know, but I love how you go sweet, salty, astringent, bitter, pungent, yes. and sour. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, what was the process to get to these different categories? Did you have a hand in that? So, Rue has always just had like. Um, an Ayurvedic-inspired cocktail menu. So the sweet, salty, bitter, astringent, pungent, like sour, all that. It's just always been there. So I walked into that being there. Um, And then this past menu, which was one I was like kind of like in charge of or just a part of at least, um, we really wanted to keep that. And it was kind of holding us back just a bit. But like that's us. So we kind of had to just be like, all right, we're going to make this happen because this is Rue. And so now on our menus, if you come in, on the back of the cocktail list, we have our QR codes and then also the kind of blurb of what the Ayurveda um, kind of mantra is, which is really beautiful. Um, But then the whole thing is like, well, like, don't ingest alcohol. So we're kind of like just we're going that part. (laughs) Put it to the side. Okay, so you said this word when you were just so uh, taste of... So that's just a word for taste? Is that what that uh, is? Rasa. Um, so that is just kind of going to be like the, the spirity kind of thing. Okay. Um, I looked it up briefly when I was working with this, but I do not recall all of the detail for it. But um, taste or rasa. So, I'm, yeah, I'm assuming like the other word for it. And then it's kind of a bit more of like the soul for it. So ru actually means soul, oh. um, which is really cool. But this entire menu is just kind of based off of how to best enrich your soul and that kind of what you're eating. I love that. I love the names of some of the cocktails. Breaking the ruse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. We like puns. Yep. I'll I'll, I'll always be there. That's awesome. That was one of mine. That curry. Dak curry. Dak curry. curry. Yeah. yeah. So actually that one was so funny because like it's a daiquiri riff, but then my the bartender who made that, um, I am so blessed to have him at my bar. And he wanted to call it um I'm Cuman. <laughs> and my my one owner was like, I love it, I love it, we're gonna do it. And his wife was like, What does that mean? And he starts to explain it, and then she gets so offended. And she's like, what? No. And then he's like, I want to do that one. And we're like, oh, oh, we can do that now. Okay. But then daiquiri came, and it's just such a fun one. That does Welcome sound like a delicious cocktail. So it's white rum, falernum, cane sugar, citrus blend, cumin, and citric acid. Cumin is my all-time favorite spice. So I feel like I would really, really love that. Um so tell us, Genevieve, how you got started as a bartender. 
Um, so you had, you had given me the questions ahead of time and you're like, think about it. Like, and I was like, okay, so I don't know if I'm going to say this, but I think it's really funny. And I usually tell people this because I started bartending when I was 19. So very illegal, (laughs) very illegal. Um, and the restaurant is no longer with us, which Mm. I have no, uh, hard feelings about. I am very actually happy about because just... Obviously, 19-year-old bartending, probably not the best business practices in general. Um, But I started there because I was going to be a server. And then they were like, but you're going to be here by yourself some days. So I was server, hostess, you know, um, and bartender. And I had to do all those things. and like, bust my tables, wash my my glasses, all of that stuff. So then I started doing that. And then there was one day I got my ass handed to me. And I just, like, was like, oh, shit. And I was making, like, all these martinis that I had never made before. And I was, like, never drank before. (laughs) I was doing all these things. And I was 19. And then I went to the next bar that I was hopefully going to work at. And I put on my – this was silly. I shouldn't have done it. But I put on my resume that I was a bartender. And they were going to hire me as a bartender. And then I was like, "Um, full transparency, uh, I am 19. Um, And they were like, oh heard um well honestly at that point i'd been 20 but it was just kind of like really funny and so then i um was there a little bit longer and that was bernard's tavern and i that that uh place is like shifted in its kind of vibe and like what it's doing for the community right now but it's still a really awesome place really huge space um and sports place for sure yeah um but i ended up not being able to progress there too much because I was quote unquote too valuable on the floor. Um, and I was like, great, but I'm a really good bartender Treasure too. Cute. Yeah. So then I ended up going to a, a little middle ground um, where I just like crossed over cause I was waiting for a spot at Denmark. And then I finally got that spot nice. and I'm at Rue because of and pandemic. And that's where we met you yep. was at Denmark. Yeah. For the cocktail tours, which are oh so fun to watch Sean just kind of do his thing and just, be extra as Sean is. So how much did you learn at Denmark? <laughs> everything. <laughs> Literally everything. I knew that I wanted to be like a crafty kind of bartender versus like just speed. And I knew that I wanted to be in it for the art of it versus the money. Um, so I took a decent pay cut when I went to Denmark. But then I felt so much more fulfilled. And I felt like everything I was doing had like more... Um, time and energy and like thought put into it which it absolutely did Mm -hmm. um so it just felt so much more gratifying to be there um and then with the pandemic that kind of messed things up and so I didn't get to uh use Denmark as much as I wanted to with use being a bad word but like learn as much as I could from them Mm -hmm. and then I kind of just got thrown into Rue and now I'm kind of running the bar so that's fun (laughs) that's amazing what is your favorite cocktail on the Rue menu? Um, it's actually going to be under the salty category. It's the Kukum. Um, it probably should be more under the sour category, but they are so, uh, like, descriptive words. Are, these are just so, like, one or the other. Um, so figuring out where it would go is kind of hard. But it does have, like, a salty aspect to it, so it is under that one. And I... I'm very happy with how it turned out because the kookum fruit itself is just, it's a really cool flavor, but it's a really weird flavor. I've never heard of it. Um, 
So this is my spiel when I talk to tables. Um, so the Kukum is, <laughs> um, it's a family of the mangosteen. It's going to be um, pretty sour and tart, but the way that they cure it is just with salt. Um, well, preserve it. I guess curing is always with salt. So um, the way that they preserve it is with salt and then just throw it on. So when you take that initial bite, it's going to be pretty salty. And then it's going to go, some say sweet. I kind of get that a bit, but then it really trickles off to just being like, Tart, 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 tart. Like eyes can kind of do the whole like Ugh, kind of thing sometimes. So that going into some bourbon um, is really interesting. And then lighting, lightening it up with that yuzu lychee, and then any cocktail that I'm going to call one of my favorites has to have angostura in it because I could drink that. Like, Just the angostura bitters. Yes. So how many dashes? Um. So that goes about like. 10 in those small dashers mm-hmm. just because I want it to be like a deeper red kind of like mirroring the kookum color um, but I also just like I said love the flavor of Angostura so anytime that's in anything I'm just like yes please mm-hmm. so I put um, about 10 of those like small dashes but about like 5 to 7 of like the main big one because they just give a little bit more in that one is the Kokum, is that something that somebody could buy at like an international market and do their own bourbon infusion? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's a few different types out there. Um, there's one that's like has the seeds like it's just like the fruit was cut in half and the seeds are still there. And there's one that they take all the seeds out and then they kind of like uh, it like kind of curls up on itself. And it's a little sticky, little um, like kind of still wet. And it's literally called Kukum wet on it. Um, and then... The other one's like fully like rock hard. So I've been playing with both of them. The squishy one gives you a lot more flavor. Um, but then the hard one is a little bit more like a subtle depth to it. So so then you just stuff it into the whiskey and let it sit? Or how does that, how do you do that? Um, I do the sous vide. So oh, I do the immersion okay. circulation. Um, a la Denmark, teach me that. <laughs> <laughs> do it in mason jars just like they do. And so do you, when, oh, sorry, uh, go ahead. Do you work much with the kitchen staff to, like, come up with some of the flavors and combinations and things? Or is it all just you have these ideas and bring it together? So for this menu, I actually went to the Indian market with um, one of the owners. Um, like, there, it's a family-owned restaurant. So Rue is a full family-owned thing. Okay. Um, each one is independently owned and going to be local. So it is under the giant umbrella name of Rue, but it's not, like... Um, like a Cameron Mitchell spot where everything is just kind of like Cameron and he like trickles all that down. So we do have our own um, like liberties for food sometimes and drinks and just kind of whatever we feel is best for our specific restaurant. So I don't get to talk to them as much, but this past one I did talk to one of the owners um, who is a phenomenal and genius protege of a chef. And he took me to the Indian store and we kind of walked around and he's not in the kitchen per se. He is our pastry chef right now. He is unfortunately leaving us, which is very sad. Mm. But um, he is a brilliant mind. And we walked through, he kind of walked me through all that. So I talked to the kitchen, but not our head chef kind of thing. Got it. We do want to do a lot more like um, pairings, though, mm. now that I've kind of taken over I'm like I want to do this 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 and I'm very ambitious so I have to that would be settle down amazing <laughs> yes. an Indian yeah. food paired with uh cocktails mm-hmm. that would be I sign me up for that girl we do we do um like <laughs> dinners too like we have like our Diwali tasting menu we do like a Valentine's menu that we had and we just we try to do a lot of special things 
but in like special times, you know. So mm-hmm. I love that. I love to not have to think about what I'm going to order. I love mm. a chef's menu where they just bring you what they want to bring you. It makes life so much easier. Yeah. And it's always delightful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Rue is so unique. It's not like any other Indian restaurant that we've mm-hmm. been to. No. It's just like really upscale and, but not unapproachable. Like it's nothing. It, it's just delicious. How would yeah. you describe that, that same way? It it just it's a great atmosphere, and um, the menu is recognizable. Mm-hmm. But it's always like everything that I've tried was better than I expected. Taking it, to be. it up a notch. Yeah. Like we all know what is it? Butter chicken that we had. Butter mm-hmm. chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had that at other places, but having it at Rue is a Completely different experience. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come in and they're, you know, the the fans of like places like Ob, which mm-hmm. is amazing, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's very traditional. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so then I've actually had people come in and be like, this is an Indian food. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you can say that if you don't believe that. But it's, you know, we're trying to take it up a notch and bring it more into the, the current century mm-hmm. where it's not just... While we do still have the same cooking techniques and the same flavors, we mess around with it a little bit more, and it's a lot of fun. Well, yeah. I don't do it, but it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we are so grateful to you for helping us get Rue on our craft cocktail tour, which is back this month. Yay. Yay. Um, Finally. And we can't wait to bring our guests to Rue to experience the uh, the snack and, and your amazing cocktails. So mm. we're so grateful to you. So, listeners, get your tickets. If you miss out in July, check us out again in August because we'll get them back on the schedule in August, hopefully. Definitely. Yeah, thank you for reaching out for that. That's It was so awesome. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, doing this now. Like, <laughs> Denmark level. But, like, not at all. Don't, don't, don't compare us like that yet. <laughs> what do you like most about bartending? I'm I'm one of those crazy people that really just love being stressed and love talking to people. So I love being in the hustle and bustle and like the being weeded, so to speak. Um, and I just after after the shift, I'm always like, wow, that was crazy. Oh, my God, I want to go home or I want to go get a drink. But like during it, I'm like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> um, I, I really do. And I am slowly hoping to move into more of a like a support role which i love doing um as much as i love bartending i love being able to make sure everyone is prepared for what they need everyone has what they need everyone is able to do the best that they can so i i i love talking to people i love running around and being busy and having tasks and yeah being stressed <laughs> so <laughs> What is your, uh, what inspires you? Like, are you inspired to make a cocktail based on something that you smell or something that you eat at a restaurant or what are all of those things? Honestly, I haven't been in the, my cocktail creation journey has been very weird because I am so kind of like new to this. I've been in the craft world for about like two-ish years, like two and a half, um, Time is so weird. I think it's been like three. Yeah, it's just so (laughs) weird. Um, But it's been really, I'm just such a perfectionist. And I've been so lucky that 
I pick things up pretty easily. So when cocktailing gave me challenges and I was like, oh, no, I'm not just automatically great. And this sounds horrible to say, but like it was just like kind of weird being like, okay, so I've always had to try like everyone else. But a lot of other things came a little bit more naturally to me. Um, And so this has come naturally, but it has taken a little bit more, you know, coming into my own of it. So I've definitely uh, kind of just tasted something and like the spirit or the flavor that I want to work with and whatever comes to my mind for that is like what I want to go with or just like flavors that I love already. I want to try to like turn them into something cocktaily or like use them in a different way. But I don't really have the the smell kind of triggering for that or like the like going to a restaurant triggering for it. Um, it's more of just I have to be in that mindset and then I have mm-hmm. to go for it. Um, the names really inspire me or just like specific flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner gets really annoyed because we go out to eat and I'll be like, oh, my God, this. Because I look at someone else's cocktail and be like, oh, I get like Eureka moment. And obviously I don't, you know, just take their idea, but like inspires me through sure. that. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. One day I hope I can just be like, OK, so that smell was great. I'm going to make a cocktail. You will get there. I, I'm confident of that and I love what you said because I think that so many people think that bartenders are just like throwing shit in a glass and calling it a day that's not how it works it's a craft and Mm -hmm. you have to hone your craft and you have to learn your craft and you three years in you're new to it you have so much to learn and you understand that so um, we appreciate that for sure (laughs) because let me tell you we were at a bar recently and we had the worst cocktail I've ever had in my life and I don't like to complain or send things back and I didn't do that but I usually try to drink it anyway just to not insult I couldn't even like I couldn't do it I just it was so bad I couldn't do it Ooh, what, 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 what was it yeah spill the tea of all things the easiest thing in the world it was a margarita no way. It, was it wasn't even worst. like someone's dealers. It was no, just like. No. It was a margarita. And I don't know if they like pissed in it or. <laughs> it's a quick little. <laughs> it was. It was bad. It was so no, bad. I, I know what they did. They used a sour mix, uh, which is fucking yeah. gross. Yeah. Um, it probably had a little mold on it, you know, because they probably did Sour didn't... mix from 2019. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. What was that? What's that? Uh, what's the name of that disgusting sour mix and and they make a they make a grenadine also what roses the, roses yeah. yes oh roses has a sour mix i think they do don't they oh, don't, don't they know. have a lime-ish thing they oh you think they use they that do. they, they have a lime yeah they have a lime. i think they use that it was like that weird funky preservative nasty yeah. way over sweet yeah just bad and, and I probably I on have, the shelf since 2019. Yeah. I have Yummy. little cards for the USBG, <laughs> and I should have been carrying one because I totally would have left them. And maybe I should go back and hand them the USBG <laughs> cards. Wait, was it here? It, oh yeah, it was in <gasps> Columbus. Well, it was it was in the suburbs. All right, east east of Columbus. It was in Reynoldsburg. Let's just say. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it was at a taco place. <laughs> We're just like gonna get deeper and deeper into it. You know, but maybe I mean, if they, they had should a taco know. place. They should have. They should they know how to make a margarita a little bit better. Than it was god awful. Yeah. And what did you have yours? Oh, you had an old fashioned. Yeah, 
that wasn't <laughs> much better. Wow. Which was Deepest sad. condolences <laughs> to you. I'm so sorry. No, but I, you know. We should have known better. We, we sh- should have just gotten shots. Or, yeah, or a glass <laughs> wine or a beer or something. But, you know, I like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Um, but, yeah, it's, I wish restaurant owners would understand the difference between somebody who can just get behind the stick and somebody who actually knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I always have said that I think there should be some sort of certification that is on the wall so we all know, do we get a shot or do we get a cocktail? That could that could be. Uh, I know that, like, my whole thing with, like, I know there's, like, bartending schools. And I don't know, when I started bartending and when I started, like, in my, like, service industry, like, really, really starting in it, because I, like, started when I was, like, 16, so that was whatever. But I would always hear so much trash talk about, like, the bartending schools. Yeah. So that that would just lead me to believe that those would also be, like, a pretentious kind of thing where it's, like, oh, <laughs> but then I also think that, like, yeah, you need to know if you you can ask for a classic or you just need to get, like, a, a, a gin and soda. I think everybody should join the USBG and get all of the education from there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's so much to learn from the members and the classes that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We've heard we've interviewed one bartender who did the bartending uh, school. school. And and he did get a job out of it. They did place him in a job, but he learned more on the job mm-hmm. than he did at the bartending school. Yeah, right. So I think you're on the right track. Most bartenders just get thrown into it and yeah. then figure things out. and Or don't. Or don't, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong. Don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with the bartender who's just a shot and a beer bartender. Yeah. We love those too. It's just we would like a way to identify them so we don't <laughs> <laughs> so we don't waste our time on a shitty ass cocktail. Yeah. But now that we know, whenever we go to this taco place in Reynoldsburg, Ohio on Main Street, <laughs> we <laughs> call them out. Right. We won't we won't order a cocktail. I mean, I know like I talked to so Sean Taylor, the general manager of uh him. yes, my that's like one of my best friends all time and definitely in the city kind of my top up there and he's taught me so much and I'm so grateful to him but one of the things he always says is just like you know our job's not that hard like we just pour liquid into glasses and I'm like you right and then he goes on to being like yes but and I'm like yes thank you because I was about to be like Ooh. but it, it it really is the craft and knowing how to like um, do flavors and work with portions and like create consistency and come up with those ideas and mm-hmm. try to push boundaries. And so at Rue, we've been struggling to find another bartender because of everyone just, you know, not either applying or having a different route and being able to find um, income on their own, like Etsy shop or mm-hmm. Poshmark or something like that. Um, and so with that, like I've, you know, needed help from some people. And my general manager is the best person ever. Um, and he is, I'm so blessed to be working at Rue because he's literally the best boss I've ever had. That's and he has to, to come behind the bar and like bartend. And he's never been like formally trained. And he's figured it out pretty well um, to where I can just be like, hey, like help me. Or like he has his own day, which he's at the bar right now and I'm not. Um, <laughs> so I definitely trust him and all that. But it is, 
one of those things where it's like, I know that if a specific, you know, classic comes up, like how to correctly prepare it, or I know, you know, what my cocktail needs and I can't explain it to him in the way that like would necessarily make sense to like the methods to my madness to make Mm -hmm. that work the way it needs to work, you know? And so we've been trying to find a bartender. So shout out if you want a job, come to Rue. Um, yeah, but there's no shame in that plug. Yeah, it's I know. I'm like, please help me. There, a lot of a lot of bartenders left the industry, unfortunately, yeah. during COVID because they needed to find work and they found insurance benefits and now don't want to come back to the industry. So. Yeah. It, it's I I'm sad to have lost so many great people, but I'm also happy for them being on their new career track. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's um I know that you guys hate the term mixologist, but <laughs> we we really uh, we cheer for that that label because it's like. A bookkeeper isn't a CPA, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like a skill level. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to continue to call you guys mixologists, and you can say bartender all you want, but you're really a mixologist. <laughs> I mean, in my heart of hearts, I know. But then at the uh, same time. Cocktailologist. Cocktailologist. <laughs> yeah. New thing. <laughs> or to me, I don't know how many times you said that, but I don't know. That was I, the title of the Denmark uh, podcast. Amazing. I... <laughs> Don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Wow. Um, I mean, I think craft bartender is really nice, but I think, honestly, mixologist is the best word. It's just, like, really pretentious people use that. And so yeah, <laughs> it's just hard to, like, identify with it but not want to be identified as that. I hate you know? that, though. I hate that it's perceived as, well, I mean, there is some, uh, what do I want to say, it's more prestigious. Like you're, like, you should be labeled cachet. in a way that it, that signifies your elevated. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What I'm I mean, I feel like if you're at like sommelier level for cocktails, yeah, call yourself a mixologist. But I wouldn't just because I'm so like green to the to the industry, and I have literally so much I need to work on. So, so what are your plans to expand your knowledge? So I live right across the street from the book loft (laughs) and I have bought way too many books, like hundreds of dollars worth of cocktail books. And they've actually started um, stocking up their cocktail section a little bit more. So I don't know if that's if that's me um, or a lot of other people. Consequence. Um, Yeah. So they've gotten to the point where it's like kind of like gone over to the beer section. And I'm like, this bottom shelf is now cocktails, too. Thank you. Um, But I've been completely going through that 24 7 um buying a whole bunch of books um and just if i find the time scrolling through a few of those um or flipping through scrolling wow lingo has really <laughs> changed um but i also you know get on youtube a bunch try to find that talk to a bunch of my friends like you sean as a giant resource um and then i've been so lucky because i was at denmark i made a bunch of different connections and because Sean is so close uh, to me, I've made connections through him as well. And I just, you know, definitely utilize those people that have the knowledge. And I love talking. So when would, I... Would you ever do yeah. a competition? So I'm I'm, I'm going to enter the Tiki one that's coming up right now. Very excited about that. Very nervous about that. It's my first one. 
But to take my, you know, skills up to the next level, I kind of need to get into that a little bit more. Tell um, us about that. So uh, Watershed uh, Distillery, the first distillery in the uh, city, um, is doing a cocktail competition with Huli Huli out in Powell. And I'm going to be entering. It's all about tiki. And um, you enter in your recipe, a photo of your cocktail, and then they blind uh, judge the recipes. And then you get the opportunity, if you're the chosen six, to compete at the actual competition. Awesome. Um, so that is coming up on the 26th at 6 p.m. And um, it's a Monday, so service people should be able to come out to it, which is really awesome. And uh, I'm really excited to even just, like, have my first submission mm -hmm. and just, like, get into that, even if I don't, you know, place into the top six. I think just starting off with that is a good one. But I worked really hard on it on Monday, and then I did a little bit more yesterday. And I think I nailed down something solid. I worked on my presentation yesterday, and I think it's really cute. Um, <laughs> so I'm really excited to send that photo in, and hopefully they're like, oh, I didn't think of that. So, Oh, we'll have to check that out. What are we doing on July 26th? Uh, tiki competition? Mm. I love tiki. I was reading about it. I don't love the history of it, but the actual, like, cocktails that are tiki are the best drinks they're so easy to drink and they're so boozy oh, yeah. and it's just like mm -hmm. you have Dangerous. like two or three and you're gone mm. and you're gone yeah but good stuff it's i i mean i walked into huli huli the first time like a few months ago with my friend because we were out um picking up a mirror from fake facebook marketplace that i bought because that place is a black hole for your attention span and you just find so many things that you want and you just uh so much but i went out there and i went to prohibition for the first time and yeah. it was awesome and then i went over to huli huli for the first time and it was sensory overload mm -hmm. and just extra and a lot and i loved it yeah and i'm really excited to go back even if i'm not competing for the competition and i just uh so good. yeah it's did a good go reason to, to go to powell yeah did you go over to craft house Number I five. have not. It was really, it's really good too. They have a great bar. It's right there in that same little area. I think it was closed. Yeah, it has that like cool little like um, bar looking, uh, like all window floor to ceiling place. Is that it? I think so. It's uh, it's just it's around the, the corner. corner from Prohibition. Yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah. that's what I, we walked past. Okay. Um, it looked place. beautiful. Well, good luck in the competition. <laughs> so tell us, give us a if you will, a sneak preview of what our potential cocktail tour guests can expect at Rue. So um, I'm definitely going to be doing two minis, uh, similar to Denmark. We have cocktails that I've created and that um, other bartenders at the bar have created. And then we have cocktails that are like kind of under the Rue name and that you can go to other Rues and get as well. Mm. Um, so they are going to be a little bit different just because of the, you know, um, the products that we use and the preparation that we have, but they should be pretty similar. So I'm going to do one of those um, and just do a standard cocktail that you can find. Um, and then one of mine that I've created. So I'm kind of like flipping back and forth for the one that's Ruse and doing either the Pink City or the Mango Mule. Um, and those are some of our top ones, very summery. And then um, also the Malabar Old Fashioned, which is going to be a fat washed old fashioned um, that's, 
crazy um, deep in flavor and just takes a, like, a long time to kind of get ready and showcases a lot of awesome things. Um, and then for mine, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking probably the cucum because it is my favorite mm-hmm. um, and it's easily miniaturized and given out in multiples. Mm-hmm. Um, Shades of Envy I couldn't do that with. Summers on Venus I might, but it's pretty spicy, so I'm not going to do that too much. I think Kukum's going to be. Oh, I'm so excited. Awesome. Listeners, we are so excited to announce that the Columbus Craft Cocktail Tour is back. Go to columbuscraftcocktailtour.com to find tour dates and other events such as women and whiskey tastings. That's right. You don't want to miss the women and whiskey tastings. But with the cocktail tour, we're so happy to be back with new venues and new times. We have a Sunday fun day tour, and we have some tours that start a little earlier for you day drinkers out there. Yes, So don't miss it. Get your tickets. Something for everyone, and now in different parts of town, too. Remember to stay cocktail curious, everybody. All right, Genevieve, do you have any good bar stories for us? Anything you want to share? You know, bar stories are just one of those things where, like, your shift ends, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened, and you talk about it with your... Like your staff and your like fellow coworkers. Pretend you're we're them. Well, I'm just saying, like <laughs> I I get so worked up and like I try to let it go and then I end up letting it go and I let it go so much that I like forget it until someone else like brings something up and I'm like, oh my god, this happened to me. <laughs> and it's just I I've had so many different types of places that I've worked at. Um, I don't know when Sean was last here, um, but there's a really crazy story. Um, <laughs> And he hates this one because he had to clean it up. But this dude <laughs> shit himself. Oh, no. And it ran down his leg. He was running through Denmark. Everyone's like, what the fuck is that smell? He runs to the bathroom, drips all on the floor. He goes into the bathroom, cleans himself up, uh, takes off like the things that he can't like wear anymore, cleans off whatever he does, need to clean off, and then just like dips out, pieces out. Oh. <gasps> I don't think he like. Wow. I don't think he was even at our bar. He just like left. He just left after shitting on our floor. Oh my god! So Sean was so pissed, and he <sighs> like, you know, covered his face. But this was before Corona, so like he covered his face with like a shirt that he had in the office. Starts mopping it up. He closes the door because like everyone's like, "What the fuck is that smell?" Oh my god! And that one was really crazy. That was more of Sean's story, but I was there, so that one was like. Uh, like mm. just to encounter it, just to witness it was crazy. Um, I have a lot of like horror stories. Like um, I cut myself pretty badly while washing a champagne flute and I got glass stuck inside of my finger for like over a year and a half. Wow. Oh, Yeah. So that happened in November of 2019. And then I finally got the very last piece of glass out like a month or two ago. Jeez, did it just work its way out or what? I had to get surgery, like um, local anesthesia kind of surgery for a big chunk of it because it like had gotten to my bone. And so anytime it like touched my finger, it was just like a shock of pain. And it just like punctured into my bone. So that all came out. And then I was like, oh my God, there's something that still hurts in here. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just my finger being like my nerves being all like up in flames or whatever. Nope, there's still a piece of glass. So that just like worked its way out the other like the other day, and I just had to tweeze it out. And Ow. it was a decent-sized chunk, so I was kind of mad that it, it stayed in there. But um, it was a workers' comp um, surgery. So uh, when I first talked to the woman, she was like, yeah, don't tell them that originally or else they won't do it. It'll take a long time to get through. 
because I guess just like the payment's different. So I was like, oh, weird, true, heard, fine, won't. Got everything figured out, got the surgery, and then I still got calls like months after being like, hi, you haven't paid your bill? I'm like, mm, don't have a bill. Talk to these people. And mm. I know they didn't leave it there on purpose, but I'm like, did you leave it there on purpose? Oh, wow. It was a big piece. It was a big piece. That sucks. Yeah, but I mean, bar stories are just so weird. There was one time I was at um, at uh, Bernard's and we had like touch tunes. And this guy came back from a wedding and he was drunk, happy. I guess he was just like playing a funny joke. Played Flight of the Bumblebees like 20 times <laughs> over our blaring speakers. <laughs> Flight of the Bumblebees. That is the most annoying fucking song. And so it, it got through like three times. It, it We let it play for three times. And I was behind the bar that day. Um, and so I just like, every time it kept, it kept coming on, skip. Every time it kept coming on, skip. He came up to me at the end of the night and goes, uh, I kept seeing you skip my song. I spent... He spent, this man spent $60. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> on making sure everyone else had a shitty night. What a fucker. Like, why would you? He was like, I spent $60. And we're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's our bar's that? discretion to, like, change the song. And he was like, no, like, you need to pay me back for that. And I was like, no, you were being an asshole. And so then my, um, my coworker at the, like, at that uh, restaurant was just kind of like, oh, no, Genevieve, you're being so mean. You can't do that. I told you not to skip things. So she, like, started going through a tip pool and was starting to, like, give him back money. No. I was like, Jennifer, don't you fucking dare. And oh. I say that because there's so many different Jennifers, whatever. <laughs> um, but I was like, don't you dare. And she's like, fine. Like, it'll come out of my tip. And so she gave him, like, $6. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Okay. I mean, dude, stop feeding it if you know we're going to skip it. I know, and flight of the bumblebees. And this is a sports bar, a very loud sports bar. And you're just like, all right, no, 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 no. And I'm like, mm -mm, no, 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 absolutely fucking not. Once, maybe, maybe. Once, maybe. I mean, my mom's an orchestra teacher. I can get down with that classical. However, $60 worth. Did did you remove it from the playlist? God, I wish I could have. <laughs> I just kept skipping it. And then like when the remote stopped working, I went up to the machine and physically skipped it. I was like, this is not what's happening tonight. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I could just That's see somebody one. getting a baseball bat and just beating the hell out of that jukebox after that. I know. And, and everyone else was just kind of like, you'd see people kind of like looking around, but no one was like, what the fuck? Because everyone was drunk. They're just like, oh, I feel like this song's been going on forever. <laughs> and like a song might have come in between like one of them. And then, like, it would have played, like, three more times in succession. And then, like, another song. And I'm just like, no. Not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> My sanity cannot take this. Well, Genevieve, thank you so much for being our guest. It was a pleasure. And we cannot wait to bring our tour into your bar. It's going to be wonderful. Absolutely. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. So where can people find you on social media? And where can people find Rue? So Rue is Rue Columbus. Um, you can kind of look at the overarching Rue if you'd like to, just see what else we have to offer. But our specifically is Rue Columbus, and then mine is underscore Genevieve, period, J underscore. Thank you guys Thank so you. much. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Craft Cocktail Tour. 
and visit our website at columbuscraftcocktailtour.com for cocktail tour dates, women and whiskey tastings, and other events and merchandise. Thanks to our producer, Greg Hansberry, and to the biographer for our original music. Please remember to drink responsibly, tip appropriately, and be cocktail curious. Cheers! This has been a Last Call Productions production.